On half time, the world game with Carlos Alberto Diego from Fortiegos.com for auction your car, car auction this Saturday. He always satisfies me. I've missed him the last couple of weeks, but it's nice to be back alongside him on a Wednesday afternoon. Carlos, good afternoon. Yeah, how are you, half? And uh, with all due respect to Tone, the Shebexter, the Shebexter, it's good to have you back. Thanks, mate. It's nice to be back. Yeah, nice Tone, to Tone's got a, um, uh, what do you call it, an obtuse uh, look at world football. Does he? He's just sort of obtuse. He has his own way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you obviously have another way of looking at it. Right. Uh, Would you like better? <laughs> Tony, yeah. let's hope he's locked away in one of the production rooms <laughs> listening to this at the moment. He's at the love Tony Shebeki. Love him. Well, we all love the Shebeks. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to love the great Tony <laughs> Shebeki. It's hard not to love you too on a Wednesday afternoon, Carlos. There's plenty going on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, We're at the uh, pointy end. They call it the last weekend. It was the penultimate. The week. penultimate. Yes, that's right. Which we love using. I like that. Uh, this week uh, must make must make this weekend the ultimate weekend, uh, which is not really. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> no, it's just a, a couple of dead rubbers and stuff. But uh, the, what I found really interesting uh, was watching Kevin Musker's press conference post the game on the weekend against Brisbane yep. after they played them twice in four days and, and did the business both both days. And, uh, and of course, the journeys, I mean, they're, they're now three points clear, uh, a positive seven goals uh, ahead of Sydney. And, you know, that is, that is basically, it's over. I mean, victory have won the league, okay? But uh, listening to Kevin Musket trying to put a lid on it, trying to say, no, this game's a really, really important game this weekend. And uh, coming up, uh, I think it was Central Coast Mariners they're Central playing. Central Coast at home on Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, him just trying to say, no, that's just, it's just a, we, know, we don't go into games uh, thinking that we're going to, you know, uh, you know, that anything's a walkover. Anything can happen in this game. And, of course, you know, they're so far ahead. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, how hard is his job to keep a this on. week? Because not only are the media talking about it, the the fans they're sort of you know celebrating. It might be muted at the moment, but they're celebrating, and of course the players on the inside would be thinking, "Oh, wow, you know we've just done, won the big one, the plate." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, how tough is it for him? Is it better maybe just to celebrate it, just to celebrate that there's no way that Sydney, you know, victory could not turn up this week <laughs> and lose the three points. Sydney won't beat Wellington away from home seven nil plus. So maybe that's the way to play. What, yeah, ha- what yeah. happens if you forfeit? Well, is there, is there, there might be some more. Yeah, given? No, what they might do. Yeah, I think there's three nil, but three nil. Well, yeah, probably ride that. Oh, okay, okay, that makes it four. Yeah, okay, maybe that's a bit of a risk. Not turning up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> park the bus. Yeah, you can park the bus with kids. Yes. Right, you can you can rest all your players. You don't have to worry about it. So, I know I'm being a bit, bit flippant right now, but you know, I, one day I'd love the coach. I mean, we even got Jose Mourinho overseas. Uh, they've you know they're so far ahead in the EPL. They just need six points from the final, um, you know, five or six games, yep. and he's still saying it's all about mathematics. It's all about mathematics. You know, until mathematically we're over the line. Uh, we're not celebrating anything, and I'll and I'll drop anyone who is. And I think Muskies, that's the same message Muskies given, and rightly so. But why aren't we? You know, why aren't we just looking at reality? You know, just they're going to win it. Celebrate it now. Start preparing for the final. Put it away. I want to see a coach do that one day. I think Isaac Newton uh, had a law <laughs> uh, that not many people know about. It hasn't been publicised very, yeah. very well. 
it's his law of going the early crow. <laughs> and and what can happen if you go the early crow, I think it might say, yeah. you will lose more often than not. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the Isaac Newton theory. Now, it's, who's to argue with science? How yeah. can you argue with science like that from Sir Isaac Newton? Yeah, and I suppose uh, there's Murphy's Law too. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong, that sort of thing. So <laughs> I, I know I'm tempting fate, but I find, I almost, looking at Muskie, sometimes, you, you, you know, he's a combustible type of guy, but in press Good conferences, word. he almost... You know, he almost has a relationship. He, he talks quietly with the, with the media. He, uh, he he engages the media. He actually yes. praises the media for knowing you know what they're talking about. Uh, it's almost on the same level. But watching it on the weekend, it was almost like he was ready to burst out laughing and celebrating because he knew that uh, they'd won it. But he had to, as a professional, keep a lid on it. And he has been around the block a few times. But they've, they've won it. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim it. They've won it. They should be celebrating right now. And uh, I want victory fans to celebrate right now because you've won it. There's no way on earth that you're going to not not win this uh, well, premier. Well, hang on, just before you go off too early, yeah. here, Carlos, <laughs> I just want to hear what Kevin Musket had to say about having to get the job done. It's not all done and dusted. He's got a game of football to be played this weekend against Central Coast at home. Yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. some tickets to give away too. Um, to that game. Let's have it's a at listen home to... too, is it? Oh, that's a doubly. Let's have a listen <laughs> to the coach. Don't go off too early. <laughs> Nah, it is early. It is early. Oh, on the perform, on the on the result, yeah. Uh, but uh, there's nothing handed out tonight. Yeah, it's we'll we'll, we'll enjoy that that victory without doubt. Uh, but uh, in terms of you know receiving any silverware, you know, we're still going to get the job done next week. See, now yeah. that, that's just the ultimate coach mode, coach. Yeah, on the inside, Kevin Musker was laughing his head off. He was uh, he was bent over laughing on the inside. <laughs> Because uh, he knows he's won it. And what, a, what an achievement too, by the way. That's his team. Uh, obviously, he had to take over in difficult circumstances with Ange Postacoglu being given the Socceroo job mid-season. A yep. uh, lot of question marks from people about Kev, can Kevin Musket transition from being an assistant coach oh, to a, good point. a coach of the biggest club in Australia. He point. had done his apprenticeship, unlike, say, someone like John Aloisi. He did do his apprenticeship. And, uh, and this is his team. So he must be enormously proud of what he's done. And I still don't believe this team is a finished product. They, they, they muck up enough. Uh, and I don't say they muck up a lot, but they muck up enough in games to know that this is not the finished product. And I think they need a pre-season to do some recruiting, maybe move on some people who maybe not quite up to a, you know, an ongoing premiership type team. Yep. And, uh, and I think you'll see the best of victory in the next three years. Actually, I wouldn't mind throwing that open to our listeners' early doors. As um, oh, I haven't got this past the centre yet, uh, there's a hot topic. Oh, yeah. We do love a hot topic. Oh, I, was, I was languishing on the hot topic, so if you've got one, let's go well, for it. Well, Victory fans' assessment of, of Kevin Musket as a mm. coach, I think that's a really good point that you raised because there was a heap of doubters. Mm. When he took over the job, people saying he wasn't ready, he wouldn't be able to be a good coach because of the way he played the game and that type of stuff. He has proven himself yeah. to be a fine manager. Yeah, absolutely. A very fine manager, the way he's... Yeah. He's moulded this team. Mm. You're right. This is his team. He's been able to mould it the way he wants it on the back of uh, inheriting it from a man who has had similar plans, but not the same plans, similar plans mm. as to where he wanted to go with that group. I'd love to hear from Victory fans on Kevin Musket and, and your assessment at the start and what you think now of what he's been able to do with the Melbourne Victory. 9429-1116. Just before we get some calls, Carlos, uh, does this, if when they do get the job done or they don't lose by seven goals <laughs> yeah. this weekend... It, does that mean they go to Asia? If you win the champion, the previous yeah. plate, do you go to Asia? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, they go to Asia, and it's another crack for them. Uh, they were knocked out of Asia 
in disappointing circumstances. In I think the bit of controversial circumstances last time round under Kevin Musket, uh, he famously uh, hated it as a player having to play midweek games in Asia. I still remember him very publicly saying, what the hell are we playing in this competition for? Yep. This is the last thing we need to do. But now I think they realise from a, not only a football playing sense, but also from a branding sense throughout Asia, we saw it with West Indy Wanderers, how important it is not only to play in Asia, but to be a big, you know, a, 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 uh, an achiever in Asia. And, uh, and it's great for his own football development. Uh, there's no way Kevin Musker, because he's been really... He's really measured with the way he's developed his career. At no stage, I mean, he could have taken the job when Majilton came, if you remember. Yes. When uh, when Durakovic came along, he could have taken the job then. Probably he could have, if he wanted to play the politics in that club, he probably would have had the job if he wanted to. He realised it was too early for him. He needed more time as an apprentice, and so he went through all that. Uh, embraced the whole Ange Postacoglu, you know, coming to town. Yep. Uh, then took over after that, and I don't. I don't remember him being like out there saying, I want this job. It was like given to him. He had to think about it. So this guy's measured his whole career so far to get to this point Uh, for his own development. Also, you need to be coaching in Asia, especially if one day you have aspirations to coach the Socceroos. And there's no reason why someone like Kevin Musket down the track can't coach the Socceroos. He's played for the Socceroos. He's played overseas. He's now going through all the mix of how to become a really good manager. So, uh, yeah, he's he's a guy to be putting up his hand. And people were lauding Tony Popovich after his first season. Well, why aren't we lauding Kevin Musket? Because he's won it. I'm giving it to him now. Yeah, well, I think you're told to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should be lauding him and maybe saying he's the next soccer manager after Ange Postacoglu. Who knows? 9-14, What did you think when Kevin Musket first got the job? And now what do you think about uh, his performance with this Melbourne Victory team that he's moulded throughout this season? John's in Mooney Ponds. G'day, John. G'day, guys. How are we? Good, yeah, mate. going well. Um, look, I, 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 I was open to how he would go. Um, but, you know, I'm... I'm I'm really happy for him. You were sceptical, John, I'm reading between the lines. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about sceptical. I, I, ju- I thought I'd leave my judgment until he had a year on, uh, on his own with the team. Um, I think he's, the best thing that could have happened to him was his method being edge. I think under Jimmy Mitchelton, there was no control in the change rooms and um, in you know upstairs in the offices. But uh, I think edge was the best thing. But uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I want to take the hat off to him. And people around him, he stood around him himself uh, with the people, Paul and Bowley especially. And to all my mates who jumped ship a couple of years ago who went to Melbourne Heart uh, because of Kevin Musket, well, there you go. I'll send you a postcard next year from Japan or Korea <laughs> in the Asian Champions League. Good on you, John. Thank you for that. So I'm reading a bit of sceptical um, action there, a bit of scepticism from my man, John, there. Yeah. Yeah, but John, but he's, he's around. He's come around. But John actually did mention uh, Paul Trimboli, Trimis. too. Yeah, the football operations manager. And off the SMS, people are saying, don't forget Trimboli. Now, quite achiever, one of the legends of NSL, yep. and, and uh, a, a guy who played for Australia uh, and in a different era probably would have been a, an established player for Australia. That's one of our stars at SEN, Absolutely. let's be honest. Oh, yeah, he and was he was, too, yeah, and Fox and all that sort of stuff. But uh, is stood in the background at Brisbane Raw through all those years of premierships there and all the success under Ange Postacoglu. Yep. Now at Melbourne Victory, you don't even hear a peep out of him. Uh, and uh, obviously, it's not only Kevin. It's, it's his coaching team. It's his fitness people. It's the football operations guys. It's uh, guys in, uh, in Robson's office. You know, it's, it's a whole lot. Yeah, but if he was going rubbish, if he was going yeah. rubbish, it'd be all Kevin. <laughs> of course. There'd be no one talking about the fitness guy. Absolutely. The conditioning bloke. Absolutely. would be talking to Kevin. So I've got to give him his juice. Ben's in Taylor's Lakes. G'day, Ben. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good day. Now, you're going to have to bear with me here. I've got a few points to make. Right I've been waiting all season for this, all right? Oh, gee whiz. 
first of all, to all you Melbourne City flogs, and there's a few of my mates who are those, <laughs> right? They bag Kevin from round one, right? Yeah. I have no doubt he has the minerals to coach the biggest team in Australia, and he has, right? So to you guys, yeah, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, right, eh? moving on. Right, next, I'm hearing uh, Ben Calfell is going to sign. Well, that's good news. Yep. Yeah, I'm hearing he's going to sign. And uh, I actually met him at Gosh's Paddock. Fantastic bloke. That's another big tick. Right. Yeah. Now, the lid is off, boys. The lid is the off. The lid is off. In the terrace this weekend. Look out. You'll see us behind the goals. It's going to happen. And all of a sudden, there's going to be people around me who haven't been there all season. <laughs> well, get out of the way, boys, because uh, everyone get down there. Get down to Amy Park. It's going to happen. Good on you, Ben. Uh, FBK is about to sign. Uh, yeah, it's good news if that's going to happen. He's got the tick of approval from Ben, and that is uh, and that is a big win also. And because the word is he wasn't offered. I mean, there were five or six clubs in for him, but no one offered him marquee money. Uh, they, they just serious, off, yeah, because they obviously had their established already marquees already. There. So that's where the limitation is, and probably Melbourne Victory played it very, very well, saying, okay, well, if you want, if you want eight hundred thousand or whatever it is, I think these current. Salary is about two fifty, uh, and uh, I think you know if he wanted extraordinary amount of money, marquee type money, no one was prepared to pay for it. But you know, it's lifestyle in Melbourne. Uh, we'll give you, a, of course, an improved contract. Yep. It might be double that, which is you know fair enough too. Uh, he's thirty three. Uh, not too many offers from overseas, uh, from what I'm hearing. So uh, yeah, why not? If your family love it, you love the football here, you get along well with the coach. I saw before one of the Brisbane games, I'm not sure if it was Wednesday or Saturday before the game. Oh, it was actually the Wednesday night because uh, Barisha obviously was very nervous playing against his... Bitoe, yeah, Bitoe. yeah, And um, Muskie went around the Barisha and gave him a really lovely man hug. I love a man hug. And I think there might have been a kiss on the cheek too, just I'm before okay the game. Too. Yeah, because Barisha obviously was a bit nervy about the whole thing, a bit apprehensive, and the coach was there like a, like a comforting father. Like a big... And uh, and uh, and I'm sure he would have done the same with Cal Falar at the contract negotiations too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if he did. We'll find out more. Uh, we'll investigate that more after the break. 23 past one. On 1116 SEN, Halftime with Daniel Harford for Melbourne's cheapest cars, number one for Utes in Melbourne, and boozebids.com.au. Bid, win and save on Australia's largest range of booze. 26 past one on Halftime, Carlos Alberto Diego from the 40 Diego's. You can check out the boys tonight, 11pm till midnight on SEN every Wednesday. They're back together. Plenty of hot topics with the boys when they get back together. Yeah, I was languishing today, but uh, we'll have a lot tonight. A lot of hot topics with the boys. Of course, <laughs> check out their work at, uh, on Twitter at 4 Diego's and 4Diego's.com for more of the web action. Now, we're taking calls at the moment on uh, Kevin Musket and what you thought about Kevin prior to him taking over at the Melbourne Victory, and what perhaps you think now, because he's done a hell of a job with the Melbourne Victory. They will more than likely, Carlos, be presented with the Premier's Plate on uh, they Sunday. Will be. They more will, than likely, they will be. Carlos. They will not, be. Not a fait accompli just yet. I'd do it before the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, in the long run, I think you may be... I will that be right. be the right thing to do. I will be right. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> a, a seven-goal turnaround. And a loss. I love it where I have nothing invested in this. Yes, you just can go just out and shoot. Say it. You can just shoot yeah. from there. <laughs> right. uh, a bit different to what uh, our friends at Mount Victory are thinking at the moment. Yeah. But Steve in Brighton and wants to talk about the Premier's plate. G'day, Steve. Yeah, g'day. Um, boys, on Fox the other day, they were talking about the Premier's plate and talking about the fact that the FFA were going to take one to Wellington. Yep. 
Now, the game's being played in Wellington two hours before the victory game, which therefore means it finishes before the victory game. Yep. Nobody's going to hang around for them to actually receive the plate. Surely they could just leave the plate and post it across <laughs> if they had to after the game. Yeah, look, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's good. a formality, I think, that is. I think they don't want to be seen as uh, favouring any one team. And, uh... Well, that happened a couple of years ago, didn't it, where there was a... The Premier Plate was taken to the, yeah. the wrong game or wrong venue or something. Well, they didn't take it. Well, they I think take they did. It. Then when yeah. they it too. Uh, but look, I think in that situation, it was a lot closer than this. I mean, I think they just can't be seen to be favourite uh, or uh, anticipating or or speculating about who's going to win anything. They just got to just follow the rules, and the rules are Sydney's still got a chance mathematically. And, Steve's uh, got a point. I mean, they're yeah. not, not going to know the outcome yeah. of the Victory Central Coast game until two hours after the finish of that Wellington Sydney yeah. game. Yeah. So who are they going to present it to? They reckon the fans yeah. are going to be there? Yeah, no, they'll, they'll, they'll just give it to Ernie. Yeah, Ernie, it's yours. Well, I don't, the fans don't need, to, don't need to be there. Well, just the car park? Oh, well, just before I, they I, get... think, I, think Kev, I think Ernie might hang around. I mean, is, is, if they win the game, I mean, well, or, sure. or Graham Arnold, or, or Ernie, if they win the game handsomely, uh, if they, they've got to go somewhere close to, you know, the, the goal difference. That we're talking about. Did they share a hot dog at the canteen? Yeah, no, no, they'll hang around. I mean, I'm sure there's a lovely players' lounge. They can sit there and just wait and watch the game together. I mean, you'd probably stay together, wouldn't you, and watch it at, at your social club or wherever. Uh, and the Sydney, Sydney, the Sydney boys aren't going anywhere. They, I mean, they, they've got to. So they can do it in the uh, the Virgin Lounge. Yeah, they'll probably do it there. Or the Qantas Lounge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, look, I think it's just a formality. FFA have got to. You know, they don't want to be seen on the off chance that uh, that something may happen that they don't do everything properly. And that's what I think that, you know, taking the, the plate to the places where there's a possibility of those teams winning, I think you've got to do that. It's going to be a little bit anticlimactic with no supporters around there. Oh, well. Just Ernie and the boys. In fact, you know, I, I'm not sure why, oh, like, oh, I know why they're doing it, uh, but overseas, the last round is always played at the same time, yep. uh, you know, right throughout the league. Yep. And, uh, and we see that fantastic situation, especially with promotion and relegation, uh, in in the EPL where, you know, they cross to different games at different yeah. times. I think it's really great. They don't do that in Australia, and I think they should be doing that. I think all the games should be played at the same time, maybe on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, or whatever it may be. So uh, so you can get that real jump around for different games, but also there's no advantage or disadvantage for any club knowing the result of another team. Well, when, how are you going to get the Premier's plate to all those venues, Carlos? <laughs> Steve, I liked your call. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. They'll be waiting around for two hours just twiddling their thumbs. We've got a double pass for you. You can go and see the Melbourne Victory Take on Central Coast Mariners this weekend, and you're in the draw to win the TCL 50-inch panel valued at $1,299 from Harvey Norman, an official partner of the Hyundai A-League. Let's get to Paul in Bandura, Carlos. Hello, Paul. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Good, mate. Good. Um, it's, all, um, it's all decided. We're going to win. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the Champions League. And Archie's going to score a hat-trick. <laughs> and we're going to celebrate. Yeah, Archie's no, going to do it off the bench by the sound of things. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I, you know, but then you go, I have nothing invested in this. I'm not a victory fan. I'm not a City fan. I'm just a, just a, a fan, fan of football. Football's a winner for me. <laughs> and, uh, and that's why I don't worry too much about uh, making these uh, statements before maybe Kevin Muscat and victory people would. By the way, just to clarify, Wellington can't win. The Premier's oh, plate there on 46. Far. It's Sydney uh, that uh, has a chance. Uh, so thanks for that SMS that's clarified that to us. That is true. That is correct. 100% correct. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Steve. Good stuff. Are you, uh, sorry, that was Paul. Paul, are you still there? Yes, mate. Are you going to the game on Sunday? Yeah, me and my son's going to go there. We actually, we actually went to a 10-year um, 
celebration on Monday night, I met uh, Ben Galafi and a lot of the players. And uh, from the vibe to get in the room with the 10 year silver and gold members, I reckon he will stay. He will stay, yeah. right? So all the signs are pointing to positive news there for the Melbourne Victory and FBK. Oh, yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. I mean, the prong work. It's happening at victory at safe. I mean, that, that's the reason why they want to, want to win the league. I mean, not only scoring a lot of goals, but the way they, they wreak havoc, uh, you know, with Barisha, uh, Barbarousas, Kalfala. We've got, uh, you know, Thompson coming in. They're mature, and they know how to score goals. Uh, at times, okay, they're a bit hungry, and they have a crack at each other, but it's just the professionals who know what their job is. Uh, and I know we'll talk about Melbourne City later on, but yes. you compare that, that business-like scoring goals that's what I'm here to do. If I don't score goals, I'm not doing my job compared to what's happening at City, uh, where it doesn't seem like people are taking that same responsibility. I think uh, that that's why they've won the league. Their problems are, you know, in the future going forward, even though, as I said, they're going to win the league, their problems are, you know, this whole thing about defensive transition. You know, whenever they do lose a ball in the front half, how they then set themselves up to be able to close teams down. And that's where I think teams have a chance against them. Um, but, you know, for me, it's a it's a forward half. It's just so threatening, and uh, and the way they move, and they just they they wreak havoc, and they scare the living daylights out of defenders. And and Bruce is back in town too, playing some good football too. Did you know, Carlos, that uh, the FFA should be taking a premier's plate to West Sydney this weekend because if Perth Glory win fifteen nil, yeah. <laughs> they're a chance, mate. They are a chance. There yeah. needs to be three plates, three yep. toilet seats. Yep. Is that toilet seat? Is that the premier's plate? Uh, I believe Did you so. Want the toilet I seat? believe. Uh, no, the toilet seat's a grand final. I grand think. final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Premier's place just a plate. Yeah, yeah just a plate. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just yeah. That's right. That would make sense because it's a plate. <laughs> I do love the toilet seat. I no, I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> I, I don't know any football fan that loves the toilet seat. <laughs> There's not one. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that after the break. Also, want to hit on Melbourne City and what that means, mm. what their form means for their finals campaign coming up with JVS 26-2. Back shot. On 1116 SEN, Halftime with Daniel Harford. For Melbourne's cheapest vans, number one for vans in Melbourne and boozebids.com.au. Bid, win and save on Australia's largest range of booze. In the first half you have to uh, finish it off. But if the mindset's not good, then uh, <clears throat> yeah, even if you get 11 or 12 opportunities... Then, then the goal is not going to go in. Or you're not, you're not going to. If you don't want it enough, it's not going to happen. And that was a clear example today. And they got uh, with the second chance, they made a goal, and we got a player sent off. And it was a totally different game after that. The mindset was rubbish in the end. The 20 to 2. That was JVS after City's very poor performance against Perth. 3-1. Jamie McLaren with a hat trick for Perth mm. uh, after the week that they had. Uh, or the last couple of weeks, Carlos. Pretty good performance from them. But uh, where does City sit in the grand scheme of things? They will yeah. be finalists. Yeah, they, they're going to get in the finals. And I've got to say, since that week, you know that week where they were playing three of the bottom sides in, in seven days? Yep. And they mucked up the first two. They mucked up Central Coast and also West Sydney. Then they won quite, you know, handsomely against Newcastle, but not in a great performance on that Saturday. I think they won 4-1 or something like that on the Saturday. Yep. Uh, but people have written them off, and they, they just looked a shell of a team back then. And there were a lot of question marks about their hunger, the spirit, the you know the resilience, all those sort of things that you don't want to be accused of as footballers or a football club. And so much pressure on Van Skip then. But since that time, 
They just have ground out results. Nothing pretty, you know. But every now and again, and we saw it on the weekend, you, and you hear it in Ben Skip's uh, words there, that that little bit of softness or that, I don't know, the complacency or something creeps in. Mm. And people say, well, that's going to happen to teams. Yes, it does. But when have you last, and I, I'll just compare them to victory. When have you last accused victory of being soft or not wanting it enough? Yes, they have lost games and they have conceded goals and sometimes they've played really badly. And I remember against Adelaide, over in Adelaide, where Adelaide destroyed them, but they still got a, a draw in that game. So, you know, I'm just saying at, the, at this point in time, pro, this game's really this weekend in Adelaide is, is a nothing game in, in actual fact. And most likely they'll probably play Adelaide the week after. I, I think back to their only finals appearance back in year two, I believe. they were And they got slaughtered over there in Perth. Yep. And it was just a really limp way of going in the finals. They cannot afford to have that happen again. If they're going to lose in the final, they need to go out kicking and screaming so at least they've shown that there's something, there's a good positive end to this season, even though there'll be a clear out over the off-season. You know, you can hear in his voice there that every now and again, a softness or a, I don't know what, maybe that's too tough a word, but it's this limpness that happens. Fragility. Yeah, the fragility that happens. Uh, and, it, it, you know, and it just reminds people, uh, or it doesn't give people, it doesn't fill people with confidence that this team has now gone to the next level. Yeah. Having said that, they have got enough good players and on their day can win things, win a game. So they may end up get, making to the grand final and that would be a great answer to these questions people have about this team. Uh, Jimmy in South Marine wants to talk City. G'day, Jimmy. Hey, g'day, Souls. How you going? Good, buddy. Good, mate. Um, just about Melbourne City, I think we have to, as a club, probably recruit more youngsters Um I've seen I've seen a, a, few, a couple of kids come through, but in terms of uh, Melbourne Victory, they've got a lot of youngsters coming through, blooding them. Um, and Victory, uh, the Hearts, we haven't got much at all. Um, we need to start from the bottom. We've, we've got to have an academy of some sort, or you know, because I know, I know a couple of teams in Sydney have uh, academies that they blood young kids through, like the Central Coast and the Brisbane Roar. Melbourne City haven't got this. No, but it, you know, it's really nice, Jimmy, to have the young kiddies who are, you know, uh, chock full of talent and they're exciting. But there is a saying in football, and the longer I'm, I watch it, the longer I've been involved with it, you can't win things with kids. And uh, a lot of, you know, big managers around the world know that. And, and people might say, oh, well, how about the Manchester United side back in, 90, in the early 90s, late 80s with Beckham and all those guys? Well, that was a freak team. Uh, but generally, you don't win things with kids. Now, City just don't need another team full of young kids that aren't going to win them things. This Melbourne City team has to start winning trophies, especially with all the investment from the City group, and they need to be able to start matching Melbourne victory with their successes over the years too. So this whole thing about bringing kids in, yeah, you bring them in if they're you know the precocious talents and yep. stuff like that. Like a Melling, you bring him in. Uh, but, geez, you don't want too many of them because you need to win trophies. That's what this club needs. And is it? Thanks, Jimmy, for your call. Stay on the line, Jimmy. I'm not going to give you a double pass to victory because I don't think you're back for them. I'm going to give you two bottles of wine, one red, one white, thanks to AR Property Investments. We solved the property investment puzzle for you, Jim. Stay on the line, we'll get your details. Is that um, the the message from the City Group, Carlos? Is that what Melbourne City have been told, that we want trophies? Or are they prepared to work with, a bit like Carlton have now done, that prepared to accept that they're not quite good enough at the moment and we'll start to just... Build, 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 build till we get to a point where we can contend. I think the City Group's shown that uh, they've been very uh, patient uh, with the squad. I mean, they, when they took over, 
<clears throat> when it was announced, uh, they could have cleared out Van Skip, his coaching staff, the players at the end of last season. Uh, because that was all announced before the end of the season. Now, they've got the money to do that. Of course, they're, they're actually the parameters around, or the restrictions around salary cap and, and all that sort of stuff it precludes them. And also, players being mid-contract. But if you've got so much money, you can pay out a player if they're mid-contract. But they gave these players a go. If you remember Van Skip, when he first came back after Aloisi, they actually went on a good, uh, successful run, and they just missed out yep. on the final. So they, they thought, well, let's, let's give them a, a go. Uh, but I think... You know, even Brian Maher would have seen quotes in the paper, uh, him saying, well, you know, some of the performances are unacceptable. And when they start using terms like that, you'd be stupid if you're in that club and thinking that, you know, they're going to accept mediocrity or accept softness of any sort. Uh, I think it's a given that they need to win things. And why would you want anyone in your club that isn't geared that way anyway? I mean, if you've got players who are just happy to play and become professionals and not win, you don't want those players in your club anyway. So I think it's just a given in professional sports, especially in the A-League, that you want players who want to win and want to win badly and coaches who want to coach winning teams. I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, If you're at this level and you've invested the money, that's exactly what you would be wanting. And even as a supporter, Carlos, that's exactly what you'd be wanting to do. 14 to 2, we'll get to a break. It's Melbourne Storm Membership Day today, Melbourne... Store memberships start from only $95. Call 1-300-786-767 or visit melbournestorm.com.au slash membership. We are talking the A-League at the moment, the World Game. We'll um, talk a bit of Champions League after the break, Carlos, and Asian Champions League as well. On 1116 SEN, Halftime with Daniel Harford for Melbourne's cheapest cars, number one for Utes in Melbourne, and boozebids.com.au. Bid, win and save on Australia's largest range of booze. Carlos Alberto Diego is with us on Halftime every Wednesday, 1-2, that's his slot. He does a hell of a job and he'll be back again tonight from 11pm with his other three Diego mates together. They are the four Diego's, <laughs> and they are very, very Gee, Mathematics, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. It's always one of my strong sense <laughs> in school. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Asian Champions League very, very shortly, but Tim and Craigie Burns on the line. We'll get his call. G'day, Tim. How you going, guys? How are you? Good, Good. mate. Uh, a bit of a scenario for you. Yep. Um, Ernick Merrick goes, stuff my old team. I'm going to let Sydney win 8 nil. <laughs> no chance. Well, that just means Victor have to win two 0 Yeah, no chance. Not 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 with Wellington still a chance uh, finishing second. Nah, that's a good point. So uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, you know they wouldn't mind the week off and uh, and uh, you know and, and still be in the mix. But uh, and also you know they've been a little bit hot and cold in the last couple of weeks too. So they probably want to you know go into the finals feeling that they are a real chance if they beat Sydney. And Sydney have not lost away from home this season. Would you believe? Uh, that's how good Sydney's been. So, right. yeah, they're, they're, I, I'm tipping right now a Melbourne victory Sydney FC grand final. Well, that's bad and news. And how big, how big would that be? That's bad news because that means Sydney would win because they haven't been defeated all, all season. Well, you know, look, you know, these, records, these records are, are made to be, be broken, broken. aren't they? <laughs> uh, hey, half, you know, that, that, that's Kevin Muscat's uh, pep talk, that one there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Sydney's uh, the team. If people say, you know, who are going to challenge victory, if you look at, week-to-week type form, especially since the Asian Cup, Sydney's been fantastic. Uh, dropped the odd points here and there, but they've been really strong. And Brosk is playing career-best football at the moment. So, yeah, okay. Mm. All right, we'll sit. No, that's not going to happen. You're right, Carlos. Good call from you because Wellington won the second spot for that week off. Let's talk Asian Champions League. West Sydney Wanderers took on uh, Kashima Antlers from Japan last night. Stoppage time goal. Yeah. Cost them 2-1. 
they went down. But what's the scenario now? What does that mean for them? Uh, they, again, mathematically, they're a chance. Uh, but basically, they've got to. I think they've got to do very, very well against. Uh, Guangzhou Evergrande, which is a powerhouse uh, Chinese team that's in their group too. So they've got to beat them and then uh, rely on uh, other results too. FC having a draw. Yeah, or something like that. So, but that's that's the story of uh, West Sydney Wanderers' uh, season, hasn't it been? I mean, the highlight obviously was winning the Champions League, uh, you know, late last year. And uh, but their A League form's been really poor. They had a win on the weekend against Adelaide, but you know, I just reckon they really need to turn over the squad at the end of the season. They need to get a there's too much. There's a lot of goodwill. Uh, that's why people are giving him, you know, every, you know, every opportunity. And no one's really criticising him too much right now. But that's going to run out pretty quickly. Mm. And they've had enough chances to get their A League, you know, run going, and they just keep on, you know, falling over at different times. And, uh, and I think it's been overall a poor season for for West Indy Wanderers. I had a bit of a theory about the West Indy Wanderers that as soon as they worked out they weren't really finals bound in the A League, they just shut up shop and didn't really care. Not that they didn't really care, it's not quite mm. right. That's not quite fair. But didn't really put all the energies into it and their energies went into the Asian Champions League campaign. Now clearly it hasn't worked out yep. perfectly uh, at this stage either in the ACL, but I, I suppose that thinking could creep in because there's no there's no penalty and Peacock yeah. was on about this early in the season. There's no penalty for finishing down the bottom of the A-League table. There's, it's, a, it's almost a safety net. You, you're you yep. going to survive. You're going to still be in the A-League. Mm. And without the threat of relegation, mm. uh, I imagine it's very easy to switch off from A-League mode and just try and concentrate on the ACL. Yeah, but the, the, the big problem with that uh, sort of uh, school of thought is that the bloke who's under the, un, under the gun is the coach. So... You know, you, I think Tony Popovich at the end of this year has done has really spent up all his all the credits he had in the bank. Really? Oh, I reckon he's yeah. I, I reckon he needs to start winning by the start of next year again, uh, from the start of next year again, because the new owners that came in, they're not going to have the same you know love affair with Tony Popovich than uh, than Lyle Gorman had beforehand or the or the previous mob. So I think you know they're under pressure to win these guys. They took over. They spent. Twelve million or whatever they spent on buying uh, West Sydney Wanderers, uh, they they want to make this club really big, and they can't have excuses to to lose. And I know they've had their excuses, but that, that runs out. I think the the bloke who's got the most pressure on him will be Tony Popovich, and he needs. To, okay, we forget about this year. You've won the Asian Champions League. From the start of next year, we want to see results, and I think there'll be a lot of pressure on him. All right. What about other Champions League in Europe? What happened overnight, Carlos? Yes, of course, Bayern Munich uh, uh, overturned the 3-1 deficit they had against Porto. Lowly little kitties in Porto. They uh, (laughs) got the the spanking this morning, 6-1. It was 7-4 on aggregate. Uh, You know, you just don't get the Germans angry. Don't get the Germans uh, don't, angry. don't get them angry, and uh, that's what happened. So Bayern Munich is now in the semis. Barcelona, comfortable uh, 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain, and looks like uh, you know it's the old firm again, Bayern Munich and Barcelona, through to the next uh, round. And, of course, tomorrow morning, the, uh, the big games are uh, Monaco versus Juventus, and, of course, Real Madrid versus Atletico Madrid, uh, the Madrid Whoa, derby Madrid again. Derby. And, uh, and, again, Atletico Madrid, they've got a really good record against uh, Real Madrid. I think over the last seven or eight games, haven't lost against them. So uh, that's a the burnabout. If you're going to watch a game tomorrow morning, that's the one to watch. That's the one to watch. I know the Juventus fans out there will just say, what are you talking about, Carlos? But that's the one to watch if you're a neutral. All right, we'll come back after this. 
West Sydney Wanderers heartbreak last night, but uh, it's not over just yet. We'll talk more about that with Carlos after this. On 11.16 SEN, Halftime with Daniel Harford. For Melbourne's cheapest vans, number one for vans in Melbourne and boozebids.com.au. Bid, win and save on Australia's largest range of booze. Right out, Carlos. Last week in the home and away, Brisbane and Newcastle. Yeah, dead rubber. Um... <laughs> Uh, Brisbane, a, yeah, they want to get some, score line. Yeah, they'll, they'll play the kids, and the kids were actually quite impressive last week, so yeah, they'll be fine. Wanderers host the glory. Uh, yeah, Wanderers. I think Perth, uh, the tickets are spent. Tickets so, are spent, right? Yeah. Eh? Wanderers, even after the weekend, uh, the midweek. Uh, Adelaide, Melbourne City? Melbourne City, I'll give them a last chance before the finals. Wellington and Sydney, the big one? Uh, I think Sydney will win that. Right, eh? and they get a play, 8 nil. And yeah. Melbourne Victory and Central Coast? Uh, Melbourne Victory, I think they'll finish off on a good note. Find out more about it tonight from 11 with the 40 Diego's. Thank you, Carlos. 2 o'clock news time.